Nothing But The Words, episode number 68, Three Types of Books Authors Should Not Write. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I hope your week and your writing are both going well. When I first started my business, such as it was, because honestly, I was really more freelancing than running a business, I subscribed to so many different email lists. I really wanted someone to just tell me what to do, give me their plan so I could implement it and be successful, but I didn't know who to trust. There were so many people in this online business world, and I didn't trust any of them (laughs) until I got to know them, at least through their newsletters. Suffice it to say, my approach of just implementing someone else's plan did nothing for my business, but I did find some brilliant people to follow, and some of them I still follow today. Honestly, I probably subscribe to too many newsletters, but there are only a few that I always read, and one of those is from Chris Brogan at Owner Media. Chris, in my head, we are on a first-name basis, is really consistent at sending an email every Sunday. Now, a few years ago, these were less business focused, even though he's a marketing expert and I believe a business strategist. If I'm being perfectly honest, I miss his old Sunday newsletters, his old Sunday emails. They would talk about everything from like, I can't even tell you, just things of life from hip hop to, I don't know, whatever's going on in the world. But they always had some level of thought that resonated with me. And at the same time, they made me feel like I knew or at least was getting to know Chris on a more personal level. And even though his Sunday emails are less along those lines now, they're less personal, Chris still makes me think with his emails. He's really smart and I love hanging out with smart people, even if it's only in my inbox. So I always read his email when it comes. Recently, he wrote about a conversation he'd had with a friend around the idea that most of the content published online every day is basically junk and we wished that it would stop being published. I happen to agree with that. Now, if you're a coach, speaker, or business owner, I'm all of those things. I do content marketing, and you probably do too. You share content on social media, via email, in webinars, on podcasts, and through other platforms as a means of increasing your visibility, driving business, promoting your products and services. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's actually a a great way to build your business. Writing your book may be another way for you to introduce people to your expertise or your story, which is great. There are no issues there. That's wonderful. But just like some of the content marketing that we see online is basically empty calories for our brains, it provides no value. There are also a lot of books being published, more specifically being self-published these days, that provide no value. Listen, I believe anyone who wants to write a book can absolutely create something of value. And your book does not have to be deep or heavy or long to do what your readers needed to do. Not necessarily. You can decide to inspire, to educate, to enlighten, or simply to entertain with your book. And as long as you achieve that goal and do it well, your book is adding value to the world. I follow personalities like actor Leslie Jordan. If you don't follow him, you should because he will make your life happier (laughs) on Instagram because sometimes I just need a laugh. That's value for me. His 30-second videos can perk me right up. I follow thought leaders like my coaching client, Brandi Harvey. I consider her to be a thought leader and I follow her 
on Instagram to be inspired. I know I'm going to be inspired and get a kick in the pants from following Brandy. I follow several life coaches like my life coach, Jody Moore, and sales coach, Stacey Bayman, because I'm constantly learning from them. These coaches and thought leaders provide value. And yes, they absolutely give a little gravy with the meat on their post. They share pictures of life events or vacations with their families or even their kids' achievements. And every post does not have to come with a lesson. But if I look at the totality of their content, they are providing value. Your book should do the same thing. In most cases, except perhaps technical manuals or, you know, very focused how-to books, you will want to add a little entertainment value and your stories can do that for you. They don't have to be funny. They don't have to be grand adventures. They just need to engage your readers. But whatever value you promise to provide, you need to make sure that it is in your book. Otherwise, you are just contributing to the noise and I don't think you want to do that. You do not want to add to the ever-growing inventory of bad books that we have to wade through to find something great. So here are three kinds of books you do not want to write. Avoid writing these types of books and you will avoid contributing to the empty calorie content that's already out there. So number one, please do not write a big pamphlet and call it a book. Listen, I often encourage my clients to write short books. Attention spans have grown shorter over the years And if all you need is 100 pages to say what you need to say, your readers will likely appreciate your brevity. But too often I see quote unquote books that are 50 pages long, have 16 point font and two inch margins with huge line spaces between the paragraphs. These are not books, my friend. They're just not. They are pamphlets masquerading as books. They are long blog posts masquerading as books. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some lovely gift books and inspirational books that are quite short. In those cases, though, the author has taken the time to make sure every word provides value. There's no fat to cut. And you're also not wondering, well, where's the rest? I need more. Can you call yourself an author after you write a big pamphlet? I guess so. You can call yourself an astronaut if you want to. But if I buy your book online or at an event after I've heard you speak and what I receive feels like less than a book, I'm going to question your expertise and other readers will question your expertise. Don't put yourself in that position with just a little more effort, planning and thought. You can expand what was going to be a pamphlet into a reasonably long book. If you feel like you don't have enough content for a book, then maybe this isn't the right book idea for you. More likely, though, is that you just need to dig deeper, go wider and give your readers more. The second kind of book you do not want to write is a book that's really just a sales pitch. I tell this story all the time because it was so impactful to me. A few years ago, I attended a client's live event. And because I trust her and her judgment, I gave her speakers the benefit of the doubt more so than I might with speakers at an an event where I didn't know the host. One of the speakers gave away free PDF copies of her book to anyone who opted into her list via text, but I had enjoyed her talk and I had really gotten value from it and I wanted to support her. So I walked over to the table where she had her books for sale and I bought a paperback version of her book. It was not a big investment, maybe $20, but I figured if the book fulfilled its promise, I might actually join one of her programs. I didn't think I would be able to implement all the steps on my own, but just knowing that she knew the steps was important to me. Her book did not fulfill the promise, y'all. Instead, it was 200 pages of telling me why I needed to do X, Y, Z and not a word about how I could actually do it. The subtitle of the book promised to teach me how to, but the content did not give me any steps to take. 
Instead, it kept directing me to join her program, which I will never do because she did not give me value in that book. If you write a book that does not fulfill its promise, your readers may question your expertise. They may even question your integrity. The third kind of book you do not want to write is a book that just rehashes other people's ideas. I am a firm believer that at least when it comes to ideas, there is nothing new under the sun. So don't feel like everything you say has to be absolutely original. You will never get there. You're not going to be the first person to write a memoir about a tragic childhood. Your leadership principles will probably not be totally unique. Your take on marriage, entrepreneurship, personal finance, homeschooling, weight loss, or whatever topic you choose to write about will likely have elements of ideas that other people have shared in their books or their other content. There's nothing wrong with that. It's to be expected. But too often, authors will connect with an expert who really changes their lives, right? And they'll fall in love with that expert's ideas and decide to write a book about those ideas. Please don't do that. Those are not your ideas. They belong to another expert in that context. Tim Ferriss famously said that if you read three books on a subject, you can consider yourself an expert. I do not agree with that at all, because reading and applying and doing are not the same thing. I would agree that if you read three books on a subject, you absolutely know more than the average person does about that subject. But that doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, make you an expert. That's okay. You do not have to be the world's most knowledgeable expert to write a book on a topic. You don't have to have a PhD in that subject. You don't have to have practiced whatever you're writing about for 10 years. In fact, you might write about the topic from a beginner's viewpoint. You might write through beginner's eyes and share your journey and what you went through as you learned to apply those ideas. Or you might write simply the basic steps of a process. There are people who just want those beginning steps. And if you can give those to them, No problem. That can be quite valuable. But you can't just regurgitate other people's ideas. I mean, I guess you could, but I'm begging you not to. Bring something new to the topic. Go deeper. Apply the information in new ways. Find the places where your opinion diverges from the other expert's opinions. You do not agree with everything that expert you love says. You don't. You couldn't possibly. You're two different people with different experiences, different backgrounds, different lives. There's no one with whom you completely agree. Find where you disagree. Write something that's unique to you. That is how you will provide value. Our world is so filled with noise and empty content. We have all the knowledge of the world truly at our fingertips. Remember when you, well, you might not be my age, but when I was very young, and I had to do a school project, I would go to my grandmother's house to look at her encyclopedias. That's where I got my information from. These days, we have all the knowledge of the world at our fingertips, but often we have to wade through so much unoriginal, uninspiring, garbage content to get to the wisdom, to get to the enlightenment, to even get to the real entertainment or the inspiration that we're looking for. Bad books do us all a disservice, especially when they are self-published One, because they contribute to the noise, and two, because they make it harder for people who've self-published great books to get out there and promote them. So don't write a book that's just a big pamphlet. Don't write a book that's a 200-page sales pitch, and don't write a book that just rehashes other people's ideas. You, my friend, can do better. 
That's all for this week's episode, my friends. For more writing tips and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Candace L. Davis. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.